You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This is the show about our marriage. And our money. Hello. Good evening. On this episode, we're sharing a breakdown of our 2015 annual expenses and <laughs> oh my gosh, and how we did sticking to our budget, plus comparing it to our expenses in 2014. We're also answering a listener question about deciding what upgrades around the house are worth spending money on, and talking about what's been happening for Team Wharton lately, and sharing our one big thing for the week. Yay. Is everything okay on that side? You were like poking your head up above the microphone like a prairie dog, like trying <laughs> to get my attention for there. No, I was just making sure you're okay with my beatboxing. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Any chance to beatbox. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about life lately. We have our financial summit of 2016. We have not had a chance to have it. We were going to try to fit it in um, last Friday, but the day ended up just not going as we had planned. Stupid work got in the way. Stupid work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, anyone from work that's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I take my job very seriously. Um, So we have that coming up. So we'll hope on the next episode to report on um, all our decisions going forward Mm -hmm. for 2016, other than just our big savings goals. Any changes or things we're going to try to focus on? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to actually find the day. Yeah. Let's look at our calendars together later. <laughs> Let's not do it right now on the podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. What else do we want to talk about? Um, do you want to talk about our new um, our new phrase? Sure. That we're gonna that we're gonna say when we're maybe feeling overwhelmed or globalizing <laughs> about life. <laughs> Which we, I, I think both of us have this problem mm-hmm. where we get into a mode and probably uh, all people do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just us. But um, we get too focused, too concerned, and then get like dialed in and probably too stressed overall. And so my thing is, I think um, I get super ultra efficient around the house. I'm trying to keep things clean, cleaning things up. You're just like all business. Yeah. And I'm not actually enjoying anything in the moment at all, other than just like as soon as something hits the counter or the ground, it's picked up and it's put away. Even if Kelsey's in the middle of actually using it, I will wash it and put it away. Because <laughs> I'm not even thinking. Right, yeah. So anyway, so probably the same thing for you. Like mm-hmm. too many things happen and yeah. begin to globalize and everything becomes stressful. Yeah, for me, if the house is messy and then we're just like, maybe the boys are requiring tons of attention and there's like many things that need to go on. I just, I, I am not a multitasker. I mm-hmm. like to do one thing at a time. And, and I'm just so affected by my environment. So if the house is kind of messy or the kitchen's messy, but I'm also trying to make meals or do anything, I just, yeah, get totally overwhelmed. So we decided that we needed some kind of phrase to say to the other one to remind us to like, come back just to the moment, like, remember, everything's fine. And this is just maybe a stressful hour or a stressful day. And it, it, it's not that you know, everything is great. Everything in our life is awesome. We're just kind of having a stressful time and stop globalizing and feeling like everything is stressful. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. like a stressful time. So I was had all these paint 
chip samples because we're planning to paint the exterior of our house and we're hoping to paint our front door like a fun pop of color. And pink colors have this most ridiculous. Oh, they're awesome. Who, who is employed to come up with these things? Because, I mean, they must have the most fun job. I'm sure. Well, it's like nail polish colors, too. Like, like it's such a you thing. You lost me there. <laughs> okay. Well, nail polishes have really fun colors, too. And they're always, I feel like, trying to outdo each other. So, anyway, we were trying to think of what a phrase might be, something funny or silly. And I was going through these paint chip samples chip samples <laughs> and this wonderful orange color was called determined orange mm-hmm. which i just thought was a great name i don't even know <laughs> what that means what is a determined orange but i i get it though like i can actually i like mean it just really wants to be orange yeah whoever that person is actually is good at their job okay they came up with a good name so anyway our phrase is determined orange yep it's a <laughs> determined orange of positivity so if anyone wants to use that in your relationship say determined orange to the other person when just to remind them everything's okay and like i'm here to support you but yep. maybe you're being a little bit out there yep it's just like a in. safe word but not for sex for real life right <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh so we also um in life lately had two awesome actually three awesome nights out really i guess so what because i did or because just we went out this night tonight. You've had to four parents. nights out, which yes. is awesome. Mm-hmm. So this, well, this this whole week really has been a revelation. And so, you know, as sleep has, we tell the story every week. You know, sleep continues to get better. Um, and as it has, we've been able to do more and more things that mm-hmm. normal people do right. <laughs> on a regular basis, like have dates and hang out and yeah. see family and make do use, productive make things. Make use of our mornings and yeah. yeah. So last week. Almost every single morning, except for one, one of us was working out mm-hmm. uh, or one of us was getting up to be productive in some way, yep. like you were getting up to work on your blog. I talked about wanting to get up at 4 a.m. And you I did, did it. I did that last week. It was, oh, I have to tell this story too. Um, it was my first morning that I was going to try to get up at 4 a.m. and, you know, work for an hour and a half before I needed to start getting ready for work and and Chris so sweetly is always willing to get up with Dash and like get him breakfast when he wakes up at five. And so anyway, I set my alarm for four and I wanted to get up and like do some writing and just have this time for myself. Well, my alarm went off and it was so painful. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> it, 4 a.m. Everyone it hurts. And farmer time. Yeah. So I was laying there trying to, I was, you know, on the fence. I was like, is this just ridiculous? Do I just want to get another hour or so of sleep or am I going to rally and do this? And I was kind of in this indecision and I was actually just about to take three deep breaths. And I was like, after I take three deep breaths, I'm just going to get up. And you reached over and, you know, I feel kind of bad because my alarm going off, I know you're a light sleeper. I know that it would kind of wake you up. And so my bad decision or my decision to get up at 4 (laughs) a.m. kind of also becomes yours by (laughs) default. And so it would be totally understandable to me if you were a little grumpy about this. So I thought maybe you were going to be like, hey, are you going to get up or not? Because (laughs) I'm awake over here. But you reached over and you said, you can do it. I've already made the coffee, like set the coffee so that all you have to do is press is start. And you just saying you can do it. It was so motivational and so touching. <laughs> and it, it just means so much to me because yeah. me getting up to want to work is just to work on 
my own creative work. It's not making any money. It's just for personal fulfillment, for, you know, a hobby, a passion that I have that I would love to turn into something someday. Um, and just that you were so supportive of that and that you weren't grumpy that I was waking you up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and that you'd made the coffee from the night before because you knew that, it, you know, if I could just like get up and kind of have this nice environment, have my coffee, that I could do it. And so anyway, so thank you so much for being so supportive. That You're just welcome. It was so touching. I felt just so motivated and so supported. And I just, I got up and I just, I keep thinking about it just <laughs> Just that it means a lot to me. So oh, anyway, I I'm appreciate glad. it. <laughs> Please send your praises to heymatrimony at gmail.com. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you just negate it? But no. anyway, anyway, so we were making use of our mornings last week. We had this weekend, every single evening we had something going on. I got to go do this get together on Friday night. We went out on a date night on Saturday night and a double date night on Sunday night. And then just this evening, we went to just such a great dinner at your parents' house with mm -hmm. the boys and had so much fun. And yeah, it just feels good. It and we're not utterly exhausted. Like right. we, we even drank alcoholic beverages most Whoa. nights and Whoa. still are functional and yeah. fine because actually life is returning minorly to normal yeah. because of regular sleep. Feels so good. So yeah, so Saturday? Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night we went to... Um, this awesome kind of Western-ish, yeah, not hole in the wall, but kind of hole in the wall kind of bar, just out there kind of bar, yeah, so out in the mountains, yeah, definitely a place where country music should be played. But instead, a friend of ours was playing um, '80s covers, which is right up my alley. I was Your having favorite the blast, yeah. Wild things were happening on the dance floor with um, much older people. It was great. <laughs> so not, you know, we weren't involved. We were just no. watching. <laughs> but that was a great night. Then the next night we hung out with some of our very best friends. Went to a great brewery yeah, in Scottsdale. Yeah, super cool brewery. Yeah. Oh, so great. Yeah, so that was fun. We just talked and talked for hours. And then tonight we got to hang out. My, my parents got to see the kids and yeah. we just had a delicious, healthy dinner and hung out. And now we're home and the kids are in bed and we're podcasting. And, and it's I just like... I feel awake. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just normal life. Really appreciating all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to move on to our money? Let's do it. Oh, I'm our, so excited. Okay, let's move on to talking about our money. All right, jump jump in here, Chris. So so you've got some you've got some numbers to to drop on us. Tell us tell us where all this came from. So this is so exciting because um, at the beginning of each year, mm -hmm. it's my favorite financial time of the year because taxes are right around That's the corner, right. and I love to do taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also, now that we've been tracking our expenses in Mint for a couple of years, so we did this we started a couple of years ago. Now we've got two years under our belt. And so now we can compare yeah. expenses not only to our standard budget that we produce annually, but then also to the previous year. Right. And we can look category by category. And actually in the show notes, we'll put up a, like a, either a pie graph or a bar chart mm -hmm. breakdown of our expenses this year and probably in comparison to last year. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, we like to share our real numbers. So we're yeah. about to share all our real numbers Whoa, for all get you ready. right now. Get ready. Gross earnings. So we... Frankly, had a banner year for us. Yeah. Um, $154,637 is what we made in total between mm -hmm. the two of us. I did a lot of work in the summertime. That bumped up what would otherwise be a lower uh, gross earnings. Mm -hmm. So net earnings, so after taxes and retirement and other things taken out, about $98,700. Mm -hmm. Total spending, so we're big spenders, um, <laughs> $78,200. And the annual budget I create 
calls for $75,300. Big because we spend a fair amount on our house. We have a good mortgage, but we have been doing upgrades and things. Mm -hmm. Not upgrades, more repairs and that kind of thing. Um, And also we spend a lot on daycare. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, but but we, I will say before we move away from that too far, so we were about $3,000 off from your, from our budget, our projected budget spending yeah. versus what we spent. And at the beginning of the year, we weren't anticipating painting our house, which is something we decided mid-year to do. And that cost $2,500. And yeah. so I'm actually impressed. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess we're still spending a lot of money. It's all, I mean, accounted for in different places. And I do think there are certainly places that we can cut back. Yeah. But we were we were on budget. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty great. It's pretty, I mean, I, I'm glad that we, our budget is predictable enough right. that we're, we're on target for those things. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, if you're going to try to save. You got to know where to start. Right. So that's good. Speaking of which, so... Um, we mentioned that we hit our savings goal. We actually saved twenty thousand five hundred dollars last year that we're putting towards possibly the mortgage, but just our mm-hmm. big savings in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so our percentage saved of net actually ended up being twenty one percent. Okay, so of our total net earnings. Yeah. So what we took of, home of the ninety eight thousand seven hundred dollars, we saved twenty one percent of that. Right. Awesome. That's right. And now, <clears throat> when you look at what we save for retirement, so we both have retirement programs with ASU. Um, Kelsey put away a little over $10,000 and that's with an employer match up to 7%. That's not showing up in that 10,000 or that is? That, ooh, good question. I mean, it doesn't show up in my retirement like accounts right now. Uh Uh-oh, I don't know. Oh boy. Well, so if anything, this is an underestimate, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Yeah, and then you also put away extra in a 403B, so you yes. actually are saving above and beyond the 401k style plan mm-hmm. that you have. I put away 23650 You're um, talking so fast right now. I am? Yes. There You're are, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of numbers to get through. I always talk fast. Um, and so I have a, a basically a 100% match of what I put in. So I put in 11% of my income, and ASU matches that completely. So a total savings for retirement of $34,000. When you add that to the 25, 20,005, now you've got $54,500 of total savings. And mm-hmm. so comparing that to our gross income, so mm-hmm. everything we made and everything we saved, that's, um, that's a savings rate of 35%. And so when I did our annual budget, I estimated a, a savings of 16% of net and 32% of gross. Actual was 21% and 35%. So we did better. Awesome. Even though our spending was above what we budgeted for, we we saved at greater percentage than we had expected. So that was cool. I think that's great. There were some specific numbers to break down that I thought were sort of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see all the numbers when we post them. but um, Yeah, we'll share all of these in the show notes so you can check that out on our website, love and matrimony, spelled mm M-O-N-E-Y.com, on the show notes for this episode 14. Yeah. So last year, well, or whenever we talked about this, um, I bragged about the fact that we only spent $3,300, no, $3,800 on uh, transportation Mm -hmm. in 2020. 14. Mm-hmm. I'm going to brag more because we actually only spent $3,300 in 2015. Wow. So that's everything to do with the car, everything to do with parking, public transportation, 
anything that moved us from A to B that didn't include a bicycle or our feet mm-hmm. was covered in this category. Mm-hmm. So that's ridiculously low. In fact, yeah. um, when you look at what the average American spends, uh, if I can pull it up, on uh, transportation, mm-hmm. $9,000 a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. $2,500 $2, almost on gas alone. Wow. So we're we're about uh, fifty seven hundred dollars, you know, beyond that, below that, that. That feels really good. And so, just to remind anyone, so for our family currently, we are driving. We have one car. It's mm-hmm. a Prius. We get mm-hmm. everyone around in that. Chris and I are able to carpool on most days to and from work or work from home, or we're also able to luckily use public transportation if, for example, one of us needs the car and the other one needs to take public transportation to work. So we're really fortunate that we have the work schedules flexible enough and the trans- and the public transportation that makes that flexible enough. Um, but it, it was a decision that we made. We thought it might come with some inconvenience and we decided to go for it. And it's been just totally worth it. I mean, yeah. the savings and honestly, the simplification of our life, even mm-hmm. with having to work out, um, you know, some things getting home late at night or taking public transportation here and there. But and, and that being our our overall transportation spending is amazing Yeah, because we do not live close to work. We no. have yeah. like a 17 mile one way commute yep. to get to our jobs. We're smack in the middle of suburbia. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. So that's pretty cool. Um, our health and fitness expenses increased because we both now are doing Orange Theory. Gotcha. So that's a slightly more expensive gym than, you know, in comparison to mm-hmm. your standard gym. But I will say we are working out more yep. and more consistently than we have, certainly. I mean, mm-hmm. 20, let's see, 2014, I was pregnant. So yep. <laughs> I was using the gym here and there. You really weren't using the gym, even though we were paying for a gym membership. Yeah. And it wasn't until, I guess, when you started Orange Theory then that year. So, um, you know, it's it's worth it to me. We have the room in our budget. We can afford it. And where else should we be spending our money but on our health and fitness, yeah. I think. And I consider it a highly effective, science-based, highly effective workout, mainly yeah. science-based. Mm-hmm. Don't buy everything Orange Theory says, but yep. high-intensity interval training works, and mm-hmm. um, you can do a little bit less of it and still be fit. So it's definitely worth it to us. Mm-hmm. Bills and utilities. Total in 2015 was 4500 That was a drop from 5300 in 2014. Oh, interesting. So that's Why like, is that? That's that's uh, significant. We were, I mean, we're generally pretty efficient with our electricity use. Yeah. Um, we're about a third less in our use compared to the average household with the same size house, mm-hmm. no pool, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also made some deals with our mobile phone. So we're using the MVNO that that's we talked right. about. So that saves that's a lot right. of money. Um, we also, I called and complained, got a lower internet okay. <laughs> cost. We don't have cable, all these things. Gotcha. Um, not that we did in 2014 and either. Remind but. me again, we used to both be on... AT&T. Right. And we were paying, gosh, was it like one, 120 or 140? Something like that. When we were both yeah. on AT&T. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like 70, both each $70 a month. And then you canceled that and went to an MVNO first, mm-hmm. dropped that bill. And mm-hmm. then it was just in this past year that then I did the same thing. And now we're paying combined 50, $50 Total a month. Yeah. That is incredible. <laughs> With unlimited everything, people. Oh, 
man. I think it's just, yeah. it's on autopilot, so I don't think about it so much. And then when I think about that and what we used to be paying, that is incredible. Yeah. I, we just, if anyone, you just have to just, just look into it. You owe it to yourself to look into these other types of plans. So yeah. Google MVNO and see what's out there. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that because basically it equates to $375 a month for all bills. So phone, gas, mm -hmm. heat, water, trash, everything, mm -hmm. $375 okay. a month, which is pretty right. cheap. It's great. Kids. So oh, kids. <laughs> 2014, we spent $9,400 on, on kids, essentially daycare. Mm -hmm. 2015, $20,200. Because why? We have two kids Ooh. instead of one. <laughs> that is a big jump. And yeah. that was not, and that was not even a whole year of daycare because Cedric didn't start until about 3 months in because yeah. he was home. Yeah. So we're spending a lot but it's actually not too far off of average mm -hmm. in our state. Um although there have been lots of articles being written recently about how expensive daycare is and how it's really forcing people to make tough decisions because mm -hmm. it, basically when you look at that number it costs if, you know, half that is basically the cost of public tuition at a, mm -hmm. you know, a state university. Right. Uh, and so and, it's... And, well, if we also will look at, if if we're spending $20,000 on daycare, my take-home was 38000 Yeah. And so, and granted, before that... thirty three. 33. I mean, before that, that is, I am putting away for retirement. I am paying for health insurance for myself and Cedric's also on my plan. So there are some, some benefits in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just if, you know, if a family is looking at that, that is, that could be, a, that could be a tough decision. We have, we have talked in a previous episode about our decision to um, be a family with two full-time working parents. So I would, um, if anyone wants to hear a little bit more about our reasoning behind that decision, you can go listen to that on a previous episode, but mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, th those are some of the big, I think differences and, and things that kind of changed over time. Okay. But, uh, otherwise I think we're, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we could always be saving more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we're, we're, our net savings rate is probably at least four times the average American, three, mm -hmm. three to four times the average American. So I'm happy with that, but we'll always work to do more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our listener question. We got a listener question that I love. This is, how do you balance saving money or paying off debts versus investing in upgrades around your home if you own your house? And this is definitely something that we've thought of, I think, just about every year. And we've kind of touched on you know, spending money on upgrades around our house, even as we're trying to be very aggressive in our savings. We've talked about some things we've been forced to spend money on, like our garage door motor. We had to replace that earlier or last year. We had to do some repairs on our block wall because our um, gate was basically falling off. Um, but then we've also elected to do other things that were purely cosmetic and we didn't have to do. We did spend $2,500 last summer painting the inside of our house. Um, so yeah, maybe we could talk through that just so a little I, bit. Yeah. I think, um, most of the things that I've been okay with us spending on have been things that are just like, they're just necessary. Right. Um, so 
and were like safety issues. <laughs> so, right. I mean, that, you know, our gate that, was breaking down about to fall off and yeah. I could fall on a child. And so we, you know, you got to fix that. Yeah. Obviously, and the, I, I think the motor. that's, I think that's less of, I mean, those, those are the things that come up and you have to spend money on them. But yeah. then in terms of the cosmetic upgrades that are things that we want, but we don't have to have, um, you know, the, I mean, the big one was the painting inside the house because we didn't have to do it, mm -hmm. but it was going to bring you lots of happiness. And, and it has. Yeah, and it, it definitely has. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. And I think two things. One is that to do it, we certainly could have done it ourselves, and it would have been hundreds of dollars, not $2,500, yeah. because of, you know just for paint. Mm -hmm. But it would have been such an astounding amount of work trying oh to gosh. do that with, because we painted the entirety of our house when we first moved in. Yeah. By, you know, we didn't hire that anybody. It was intense. And it was intense, but we, I mean, we knocked it out like within a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have two kids running mm -hmm. around. And so, you know, that's, that's different. Mm -hmm. And so given the amount of work, I was okay paying somebody to do it. And the, in my mind, We've done this. It's going to be like this for many, many years to come. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely happy with it for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tough one because I've kind of mentioned before too, I am just the kind of person I, I love thinking of ways to improve our home and like make it more cozy and homey and, and more reflect our style, especially just because we have a home that is, you know, fine, but in terms of architectural style, it doesn't, it, it's just pretty plain. It, mm -hmm. It's, you know, you can put whatever style you want on it, but it, you know, I think without kind of doing some things, it doesn't have character that just shines through, yeah. even if you do nothing. Um, and my home environment is really important to me. And so, you know, I think that the priority for me are our savings goals. And mm -hmm. so I knew that we were on track to meet those. So, you know, it's looking pretty good. And we still had some room, for example, like to do the painting. I also knew in my head, though, that if we were going to do something like that, that there probably wouldn't be something else like that for a few years. Yeah. And that's actually a good point. Like the because we have such a major savings goal and it's a continuous one and it's repeating every year, like that's mm -hmm. actually we bounce everything off that decision. Yeah. Like if we were really hurting, if we were really falling short, you know, say midway through the year, yeah, probably we don't do it because then it's right. like, okay, we're going to fail at this goal. We can't fail at the goal. Like that's, we've already decided <laughs> that that is, yeah, it really yeah. is. We've talked about before just having those joint goals as a couple. And when you do decide on it together and you just, you like have that joint investment, in, in that goal. It is holy, as you said. I mean, I think both of us are, are willing to sacrifice many other things before that. Like yeah, it really yeah. is that equally important to both of us. Yeah. So when, when you've got that, like that's your baseline mm -hmm. and then, then you can make decisions on top of that. And then if they're, if, and the other thing too, I guess for us, and you talked about this a podcast or two ago, mm -hmm. like investing in your home, not because we're we expect that painting our walls gray is going to wildly increase the house value. Yeah. We're not selling this house for who knows how right. long we're right. here for good. So, so are the investments are for our own happiness. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's, that's more a decision about, you know, like a personal, your personal affect, like how right. you're enjoying your home environment and not like a financial decision in terms of eventual yeah. value. So, we're investing in our life and our lifestyle more than mm -hmm. we are in, in the house itself. Yeah. And I think too, just what I've come to come to kind of find, you know, we do plan on staying in this house for a while and it certainly would be different if maybe we weren't planning on staying in our house for a longer time. 
I mean, a couple of ways either. Maybe we would want to be investing in some upgrades to increase the resale value if we really thought that that was going to make a big impact or not doing you know, anything because we're expecting to sell it soon and it just wouldn't be worth it. But knowing that we're planning on being here for the foreseeable, foreseeable future, for sure. I, I like, I think I have a Google document where I list different things that I would love to do around the house. And then I can kind of think about them and prioritize them in my head. And then I can, you know, if it, if I feel like it really would be something that would affect, like really impact my happiness and just my enjoyment and our home environment, then I can kind of talk with you and maybe come up with a, a time span. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, could is this something that could be feasible? Is it a three-year thing, a five-year? Maybe it's a 10-year, but you know, that's okay because, you know, just yeah. time and you're still enjoying the house and you just have to think about what... Um, you know, your other priorities. And in the meantime, you're accomplishing these other goals, yeah. your savings goals or so, whatever so like, else it is. Like a good example, we're going to, and this is a necessity. I mean, in order for our house not to look bad, mm-hmm. and actually there's probably some HOA regulation related to this, like mm-hmm. the outside paint, the exterior That's paint right. is starting to chip off and, you know, it's yeah. starting to look a little eh. Um, and it's been a while. Like we've never painted the exterior of the mm-hmm. house since we've lived here. So it's it's time. And that's going to be whatever it might be up to $2,000. Right for the exterior of the house, hopefully less. But one thing we're thinking is, wouldn't it be cool to paint the brick wall that surrounds our yeah. yard and maybe even paint a cool word or phrase on the inside of the back wall? You're stealing my one big thing. <laughs> <laughs> to do something interesting paint-wise paint, paint wise on the fence <laughs> to be yeah. disclosed later. Um, Which I'm not sure if, if people aren't familiar with like homes in the Southwest, this is really different, but all the homes here, we don't have like a chain link or a wood fence. We have a, a cement block fence. And so we're planning on painting the inside of the block fence, just, just that we can see in our yard, not the yeah. outside at all, but just kind of a more interesting color. Yeah. I don't know why that's the case out here. It's, it sounds very much like a penitentiary, but it's not, it, it actually is, doesn't look unattractive, but yeah, yeah it's, we are very reinforced. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe just the, the climate I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so so we would make a decision like what when we get quotes and things, okay, knowing we have to spend money on the exterior paint, fine. Right. We're gonna spend that because it has to be done and we have the room for it. Mm-hmm. I just filed taxes today. Woohoo. Well, that should be my one big thing. <laughs> um and so we'll have the room to do that. But then we can see, okay, what would it cost to paint that the fence and mm-hmm. maybe do something interesting right. and then we can decide, okay, that's something we can do. It's we have the room, we're bouncing it off our savings goal or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I will say that maybe, maybe as a couple, a couple would decide that upgrading or renovating their home, those are their priorities. Yeah. And then you are like working towards that. And then you just have your list of priorities of what upgrades you're going to do. And, you know, some, some people are investing a lot in a home. I mean, maybe it's a home that needs to be upgraded or, or you've just decided that that is what you want to do. And that would, that would be fine too. It all just matters what, what those big goals are you've decided as a couple and where the home upgrades kind of come into that either higher or lower. Yeah. And, and that's the key thing, the the decisions you made as a couple. Mm-hmm. So that if somebody made a decision in their mind without <laughs> talking to the <laughs> other person in the couple. Not okay. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> okay. So since you've already alluded to them, should we move on to our one big thing? Yeah. All right. Okay. You go first. Well, 
Yeah, we did file taxes today. Uh, today, yesterday. I'm not was sure. I think yesterday. it was like during a nap time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I filed taxes yesterday, which is amazing because it's ridiculously early, but yeah. I love taxes. Yep. Anyway, but that's not my one big thing. My one big thing is, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I was reading a book on my Kindle until Kelsey took it away from me. Oh, it just expired from the <laughs> library, right? I was like trying to do a, it was so funny. I was like, I think that book has expired because we check out books on our Kindle through mm -hmm. the, our library's overdrive system, which anyone with a Kindle should check this out. Your local library probably uses overdrive. You can check out electronic books that way. It's awesome. Um, and, and then we like are sharing on the cloud so we can be reading the same books. And I checked out this book by Laura Vanderkam called All the Money in the World. Mm -hmm. that actually has some things that I want to talk about on a future podcast. I saw that you were reading it and I knew that it had expired through the library. And I said, oh, you need to turn off your Wi-Fi or else it's going to expire. If mm -hmm. you turn off your Wi-Fi, this is an insider tip. If you have a library book, it won't expire and it doesn't prevent the, the next person. Except... <laughs> Well, except, well, usually, and it won't prevent the next person from checking it out. So you're, you're not like, you know, preventing someone else from getting the book. Anyway, so I went and I turned off your Wi-Fi and then the book disappeared. So I'm wondering if Kindle is onto your game <gasps> oh, or Overdrive sad. or whoever. I'd be so sad. No, I don't yeah. think so. I think something weird happened. I don't know. I'm very sorry. Well, that's okay. I, I've rechecked it out and it'll okay. come to me soon. But anyway, all the money in the world and the... I only have read the first 10% of the book mm -hmm. now. Um, but the author's premise is that your idea about how wealthy you are or not, to an extent, if you're on the wealthier side or at least like yeah. middle income right. and higher, right. you're in other words, you're not utterly stressed about, you know, paying your bills and that kind of thing. I mean, and, and she was saying specifically, probably someone who has checked out this book, like with this title, and if you're reading on some kind of e-device, something like this, you are probably following into this category. I mean, yeah. maybe not, but... So as long as you're not financially stressed, yeah. you know, and dealing with that, that how wealthy you feel is very much your attitude mm -hmm. and not like the number in the bank account. Yeah. And so we are not millionaires. Mm -hmm. We don't even have a million in terms of net worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're not, but, but we obviously, we do make plenty of money and that kind of thing, but I don't feel like the attitude we have towards money is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly feel very happy with our situation mm -hmm. and, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel very positive about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And as a result, even if we vastly increased our net worth or our income, I don't know that I would feel much happier mm, Yeah. Um, because my attitude towards our money and our situation, our life, our lifestyle would not be changed. Right. And I have read studies that there is a diminishing return on, you know, increasing wealth, like after a certain point. And I can't remember what that is. And if we're at that point or not, that, yeah, even, you know, people think they might have significant, significantly more happiness if they like doubled their income. But if it's like kind of beyond a certain point, it might initially, but then mm -hmm. it kind of levels off and you just kind of end up back kind of where you were. And so I think attitude is 50% of at least of everything. Mm -hmm. Like with relationships, same mm -hmm. thing. You can either have a positive or negative spin on how things happen mm -hmm. and that will play out pretty seriously, I think. Right. The same thing when I brought up a few podcasts ago, frustration mm -hmm. as being the stuff of love. Like mm -hmm. if you, you could be yeah. really pissed off all the time at your kids yeah. or you could realize like this is the, these are the paces you go through in order to fall in love more with your kids. Yeah. And this is true love. Yeah. Yeah. So attitude, that's, mm -hmm. it all comes down to that. I love it. Um, 
Okay, so as you alluded to, stole my one big thing, Thunder. Lo siento. <laughs> um, yeah, so my one big thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is in wanting to paint the inside of our block wall, we kind of want to do um, kind of an interesting color, maybe kind of a uh, kind of a orange or a golden color. We'd seen that done before. We just have a great view out our large sliding glass back door out into our backyard to this one like big rectangle part of our block wall fence and I thought it would be so cool to think of a phrase or a word that's meaningful to our family that you know would be like positive or uplifting or interesting which I think is such a cool idea now what are some of the like uh, aspects of that that we yeah, want to include we we talked about this um I like a phrase that I love that I kind of live by is make your own luck. And I had mentioned that to you and you kind of, you said maybe you wanted something a little bit more humble. And I agree. Like I understand kind of what you're saying. Um, maybe something that inspires thankfulness. Um, yeah. Are we, are we taking listener recommendations? Yes, actually. And I wanted to bring this up because I would love listener recommendations. If, if you, Dear listeners, we're going to write, paint a word or phrase on your backyard fence that you would see every day that your kids would grow up with. I would love to know what you might, what you might write. Um, so yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to bounce ideas around and think of words and things like that. So we haven't arrived on the right thing, but we want it to be uplifting, positive. But, well, but our, not- family's, our family's de facto motto is everything is awesome. Right. But that's... A lot of syllables and a lot of letters yeah. <laughs> to paint across yeah. the back wall and maybe a little bit um, over the top. And so mm-hmm. if you can think of something more eloquent and artistic, mm-hmm. send it our way. Yeah. You know, it's funny just trying to think of like all these things that we want to instill in our boys, like making the world a better place and being kind and compassionate, being mm-hmm. thankful, having gratitude. So I don't know. So yeah. I hope we'll we'll arrive on the right thing, but it hasn't come to us yet. Kind of related to that, that I had mentioned to you previously, I really want to name our house. Oh, yeah. I love it when houses have a name and they mm-hmm. refer to their house as a name. And, you know, our home is is just this typical suburban home. So it's not like it has something that really defines it, like being in a forest or next to a pond or on a mountain or anything. I mean, it's in the desert, but it's in suburbia. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so I can't quite think of like a place-based name, but I'm hoping maybe we can come up with some adjective or word or maybe we just, sometimes it's cool when people just make up a word for the house. So, yeah, but I'm also accepting listener, listener suggestions. So (laughs) name our house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. We've mentioned our email address on the show, but you can always email us your questions, comments, suggestions at heymatrimony at gmail.com. And make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And while you're on iTunes, we would love it if you left us a star rating or a review that helps other people find the show. And, you know, it's good for our egos too. So, so keep a good attitude. It'll be like winning the lotto. Um, And we want to remind you to love your honey, not your money.
Lotto reference. Yep. So pop culture. <laughs> what if I told you that we didn't record any of that? Uh, I would say good night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we got it all.